Peter, it is hot outside. The summer sun is all over my body. And I had just a ridiculous indie wrestling weekend of nonstop uh, challenges, of roadblocks, of bumps, of changes. And I enjoyed every second of it. I had a blast. It was incredible. Midwest, baby. Well, and Florida and Pennsylvania. I did a lot. It's all the same general thing. Someone asked me, they said, are you going home for the 4th of July? And I said, not yet. This was like Friday or Saturday. They're like, well, where are you going? And I was like, um, I'm going to St. Louis and I'm going to Pittsburgh and I'm going to Gainesville, Florida. Then I'll go home. On the 4th. Oh, Will told me that he his worst nightmare came true, which is this is also one of my nightmares, coming over to pet sit and there being someone home when the door opens. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that because I did not expect to have any moment of time. And it's sad because I got to go home for a second in the middle of all of this, but I did not get to see my partner because he actually left on his own 4th of July plans to go see some friends. So like, even though I was stopping by the house... I did not get to see him. It was very sad, but we are back together uh, as not like back together. Like it's a, like we broke up, like back together, like physically we are together. Oh, boys are back in town. (laughs) The boys are back in town. And in that moment, I feel like I have to just break the news here. We have adopted Will's dog as he goes on his next career journey. And he was looking to rehome this dog. Now this dog, you may have seen before one of the gang members with Lucy and Cranberry. I think the gang member, if we're being like kind of the mob boss of the group with the muscle on the outside. Like I got these two dogs with me to handle business. My name's Bebop and I'm the boss around here. His name is Bebop. And so his arch enemy is skateboarders. (laughs) Will really made a point that he was like, he really does not like skateboarders. He really doesn't, though. And I was like, oh, we'll keep him away. He was like, he will attack skateboarders. And I was like, this is what I need in my life. Because I look at my skateboard at my house, and I go, man, I want to go skate. But then I realized that if I go skate, I could risk getting an injury that would take away most of my income for the next few months. So now I have Bebop here to keep me from becoming a skater again. No more skating. But Bebop has joined the family. Bebop is very young. He he's a puppy. He's a baby. He's like a year. He just turned a year. I what do you know any idea what mix this dog is? I don't know why I'm asking you like it's your dog. A blue healer is what Will came up with. I got a genetic test, so we're gonna find out exactly. And I'm oh, retesting beautiful. cranberry as well, just because they said over the years as they add more dogs in, you kind of get a tighter a tighter situation into exactly what kind of breed you're dealing with, right? Are those expensive? I think yes. Okay. <laughs> I get stoned on the couch and I just start thinking like, I got to know about this dog breed. And I open it up and I'm like, is there a coupon? Maybe there's like a 10%, but it's not, it's not breaking the bank, but like, there's also a lot of other costs associated with bringing a dog into your house. And for whatever reason, we buy the expensive food, like the dogs give a shit. So I have been uh, spending, spending, spending this last week on dogs. I'm about to go spend some more at the pet hospital to pick up Bebop to get his vaccines and get him set up. And then we've got a schedule to uh, have him have him vasectomy. It's not a vasectomy because they take all of it. Yeah, they it's the removal. They referred to it as castration. And I was like, can't we use the neuter term? <laughs> Neutering sounds so much cuter. But I get I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason where they want to make like, sure you know that those balls are going away. She wrote plus castration on the form, and I was like. This is aggressive, but we got to do it, you know, and here's the thing. This is a problem. People are going to disagree with me on having this opinion about my daughter, 
but cranberry is a sexy dog. Okay. I think Lucy's a sexy dog for dogs. And so if I have a young male dog in the house and he's starting to figure out what's going on, I don't want him bothering her for dates. You know how these guys can be. You want to go on a date with me? Just when won't, say date? No. won't say no. So we're going to cut the balls. We're going to meet it at the end. Brother and sister. We're keeping it that way. Cranberry is, uh, she's just excited to have a dog with a tail in the house. That big bushy tail. <laughs> It was whacking her, just whacking her in the head the other day, the big bushy tail. And I was like, do you like this? She was like, I like this. I think this is what I want. And I was like, all right, we're going to leave. We're going to let the tail just hit you in the face. But that was later. I didn't pick up the dog till the 4th of July. That was our 4th of July gift. I picked up the dog in the middle of the day while doing a lot of tasks. We have to go way back though. And these weekends, Peter, are getting longer. Like I leave again tomorrow and... This is like the third or fourth Thursday that you've... It's become a regular thing, and I thought it was just an every now and then. And I got a phone call yesterday that I got to go have a, a very interesting conversation. And it's a conversation we've had before, but it's a, it's a conversation that now is set in stone. And it's going to be at least 10 to 12 days that I'm gone. Uh, and I'm, I can't say anything yet, but it's... We have to decide now because there's work visas and paperwork and things involved. And I just have to make sure like I'm good and I know I'm good to go and I will miss him very much. But we got to let's make sure we have a good plan so you're not abandoned here because I'm going to go make a lot of money. I'm going to go make a lot of money doing this, Peter. We'll talk about it after. I can't get into it. NDAs, you know, it is what it is. But Thursday we started in Chicago, Illinois, one of my favorite places in the world to wrestle. Somewhere that people constantly ask me. Uh, what it's like being a wrestler from Chicago. Guess what, Peter? I'm not a wrestler from Chicago. I'm a wrestler who goes occasionally to Chicago to entertain the people of Chicago. And I've there's an energy in Chicago that is, uh, um, it's like a milder New York. I don't want to piss people off, but it's like a cleaner, milder New York. All yeah. the parts that I'm in, and I'm in a lot of the parts. Like I'm not like just out here on the lakefront. Uh, I go all over Chicago. I see a lot of parts of uh, parts and neighborhoods, if you will, but. I chose this time to fly into Midway and I had forgotten this is I've got to start smoking a little less weed, I think, Peter, because I forgot that uh, Trevor moved into the Silicon Valley sex dungeon. I wasn't even thinking. And I was like, oh, Midway's right by his house. He doesn't live there anymore. And he was like, look, I've got stuff to do. I got work to do. You're going to have to fend for yourself. And uh, I said, fine, this is no problem. Allie's flying into the other airport. Now, here's where it gets even better. And this is, I think you're going to notice a trend here of there are just constant obstacles, sort of. And some of them are make-believe obstacles. And some of them are just like, if there's a way for things to be a little harder, we're going to make it a little harder. And I'm fine with it. None of it bothered me. The stoicism, once again, built in. Kazi Ninari, be like the wind. We'll say it every time. Just go with the punches. I spent the morning excited because I thought I was going to go see a movie. All right? And I bought tickets to the movie, and I didn't buy tickets. I have the free pass. I have the AMC pass. Regal has a pass now, too. I might get both and just flex it out. Actually, I'm just, it's because I'm itchy for movies. I haven't been to the movie theater, Peter, in like... What were you going to go see? Well, can I... I don't know if I should say it. I was going to go see Buzz Lightyear because it was at that time. It was 11.15, and I don't know. Chris Pratt's jumping out being like, I was never a Christian, even though he carries a cross up a hill every year. Is that Chris Pratt? Yeah, Chris Pratt is voicing Buzz Lightyear because the other guy, Tim Allen, he was he's getting a little too uh, Bill O'Reilly over here. Yeah, that's how uh, I, I honestly I had a giant crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Which oh, is why I watched that. One hundred percent with that swoop hair. Oh Are you God. kidding me? Yeah, 
God, dude, where are you at, JTT? Do you think I could write a script that would bring JTT out of retirement? I do, please. Let's. Here's the thing, Peter. You're, um, you've helped make this podcast happen. You are doing all of the technical side of this. You're not only. You want me to write this script? No, no, no. I'm saying that when we work together, like when we were pitching out the Bible to oh the Gay Christ Comes, uh, I felt like there was a structural element to your creativity that benefited my ADHD, gay ADHD, and it. It feels like we would probably do well in these sort of projects. If you I can, like rules. Yeah, see, and I do, and I need rules, but I hate them. <laughs> but, but I don't mind rules from you because it doesn't feel like rules. It feels like uh, part of a ceremony, you know? If we can dress the rules up, you know, like they say about Effie's, dressed up Memphis. Let's just dress up a rule book. And so I, I forget I'm being told what to do. Uh, okay, well, that's deep. We're going to write, I think we're going to get JTT out of there to work it. I was going to go see Buzz Lightyear. Uh, oh, I looked up Andrew Lloyd Webber's Wikipedia, and he's not uh, out. He's married to women. Let me clear something up here. All right. I know he married Sarah Brightman. I can't use the quote that was used to me long ago. You think they're all lavender marriages? There are so many lavender marriages in this country. And now it's... I bet he feels a little silly because now it's like... if. If you're Andrew Lloyd Webber, you're not even in the top 500 gayest people anymore, okay? The guy who was like, we'll, we'll put a magical moment on the stage with the kitty cats grown. That man is not even like close to the top range of the gayest people. And I say this as a celebration. This is the same list that the white rednecks would use to be like, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen. But I'm doing it like, I know, I love it. Like, make it even gayer. Uh they, we've done a lot of strange, th- strange things in history, and Andrew Lloyd Webber, if you want to do that, and maybe he, maybe he's just like, I'm a pussy hound. I love it. I just can't stop fucking women. It's oh, and to be fair, like he could be a deep pansexual legend. Like there's nothing I like more than a femme leading pansexual who's just uh, loves it all and is like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck that beautiful woman, and I'm gonna just like wear my little skirt and show off my body. I love it, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, how did we get to him? We got to him deep. We're all over the place. We're here. all over the place. All right, incredible. I, I was going to go see Lightyear. Bob Fosse was a puss hound too, but like actually. I think that's that one makes more sense because he's just like, could I get 30 women in here to dance in tutus? I wrote them a script. I wrote them. I wrote some choreography they can do. Get those legs up, ladies. Had a little bounce. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. The dance instructor guy, if he's not, it's good for you, Bob Fosse. Live your fantasy. I hope you're nice to everybody. Uh, Lightyear. I oh, got yeah, my ticket Lightyear. and I was excited. And we didn't think about the time change, me and Allie. And so she was like, I landed too. She did not land at two. She landed at one. And I look at me training across the city and it was going to take a little while. And I said, if I'm going to meet there, m- meet there when, when she lands and we're going to be okay, I got to just go for it. So I get on the train. I ride that train entirely all the way through Chicago I took the midway train all the way up. You go up, you keep going, you keep going. You end up at the other airport, airport to airport train travel. It's very efficient, Peter. And they have clean rail trains and they have this weird wood print in them. The Chicago rail trains, I don't ride them all the time. I don't rely on them for my life. When I've ridden them, I've had a great time. Never a greater time than when I rode the day of the Pride Parade because it was a party in that train. And I'm sure people who live there know what I'm talking about. I I get to O'Hare exactly as Allie's getting there. We're together, like, Bussy is about to go on a journey. Uh, One that we knew of, and then one that we didn't quite know of. And we get her luggage, we head to the hotel, 
And I'm telling her, because it's too early, 1 p.m., we have a 3 p.m. check-in. Allie, you got to use your charm. Allie has that. It's a very confident, like, dom woman charm where she'll just talk to men like boys. You know what I mean? Like, go get me a beverage. But not mean. Like, they want to. I said, you got to use the charm to get us in this hotel early. And when we got in the hotel, I should have known. And this is no offense to anyone. It's the worst hotel of all time. But it's, what a place. The O'Harian. Uh... As soon as she walks up to the desk, she goes, hey, I was just like seeing if we could check in a little early. This guy goes immediately to, do y'all like fireworks? And I was like, yeah, we love fireworks. I'm still in the mode of like, can't check in. He doesn't give a fuck. He's already getting us our key. Turns out this dude builds fireworks and just goes and shoots them off around Chicago. Oh my God. Yeah. Incredible insanity. And starts showing them to us. And I was like, Allie, it didn't, we didn't even need any charm. This dude was just so pumped about fireworks that he was going to do whatever we wanted. It's 4th of July weekend. And this is like his shining moment. Now I am firmly anti-fireworks. Okay. In all capacities and in including Disney world. Okay. No fireworks. We don't need it. What are we doing? Like the earth is fucked. And also it's very loud. And we have dogs, Peter. We don't want to deal with the dogs and the fireworks. I I spent 4th of July holding Lucy under the covers, wearing her lightning jacket with her shaking, like like cranberry style shaking. Yeah. And you know that that doesn't end. That's like a that's a deep full body shake. Uh yeah, we don't like fireworks. But this guy did, and it worked in our favor. This room, man. I'm just it, concerned that he's making them. Uh, you know, it's he showed me one Did of the he, he showed us fingers? a video. He had all his fingers. Uh, he showed us a video and sure. he they were incredibly these were not supposed to be set off in neighborhoods, is what I'll say. Like this was a full like goofy comes over the intercom at Epcot like finale moment. It was scary. Did and, you see that video of the guy setting off fireworks this fourth of july and he like lights it and then his dog runs up and starts shaking it around and they all shoot into the house that's incredible (laughs) stop doing fireworks even the dogs are fighting back now i hope they make a planet of the apes for dogs where they fight back because of the fireworks that would rule right just the first bark that's like no to redeem himself from that piece of shit marky mark movie which one was that the the planet of the apes remake oh the boat before they did the the new one yeah yeah but listen there's a charm to that helena bottom carter in the monkey outfit you know that's the movie they met really yeah no Uh uh-huh and then she was like we could do some things if you take me out of this monkey suit i don't know i thought it was you don't want to say the characters from the planet of the apes are fuckable but Helena Bottom Carter thought so. I, yeah, like some of the other models I wasn't as into, but I don't know. She was demure, you know? There's something attractive about that. I pick up Allie, we're at this airport. This is this hotel man is there's so many cigarette burns. She she referred to it as a <laughs> I think we sleep on top of the sheets here. And I was like, you know what? Like it's fine. Let's go get food. Like, forget all of this. Let's explore Chicago. Bussies together. We're grown adults. We can go do a little tourism. And we made our way down to this cafe called uh, Lulu Shell's Cafe. Now, we're always on a mission to find incredible brunch spots. Uh, as Ali says, if this was uh, a Guy Fieri show, we would be the dives. We love the dives, and we are the dives. But this was like a cow-themed brunch restaurant. Cow-themed? Cow-themed. Everything was cow-themed. And it was the kind of restaurant where, like, there's just a random assembly of coffee cups. There's old women gossiping about other old women. There's the best chilequiles I've ever had. 
there's strawberry cheesecake pancakes. Everybody just keeps asking how you're doing. Good it was incredible. Time. But I didn't fully uh, understand how incredible it was until a little bit later because at this point, Peter, I'm in Chicago. It's a legal place, but I've just been on the train, been riding, been checking into hotels. I have not smizzed any of the jazz, and I need to smizz some jazz. It's a legal state. I'm allowed to. So we finished this big breakfast. Uh, we take pictures with the cow stuff. I love it. Me and Allie, Allie helps me remember to take pictures. I don't always remember. And she's like, we should take pictures. And I'm like, good. Bussy pictures do well. Let's bump the algorithm and also memories for later when our brains are more corrupted. It's beautiful. I said, we got to go find legal weed. We got to go to this shopping center and we're going to get some. We go to the shopping center and we get our products and it's great. And then we walk out and... This guy's like, do you guys want some free weed? I have to go to the airport and I can't bring it with me. And I was like, yeah. And he gave me a whole bag of weed. So we God went, damn. smoked outside the Fogo de Chao. They weren't open yet, which is why we smoked outside the Fogo de Chao in the shopping center. And then we rolled back to that hotel. We were off and on our way to fight at Freelance Wrestling. Now, usually, Freelance Wrestling is in Logan Square Auditorium. This time, it's a Thursday night, baby. They're in the giant adult arcade bar thing. We had a ring inside of a giant arcade bar. It was incredible. Amazing. And did you play any games? I okay. I did not play enough games. I only played a little bit of games, and I was also mad because the area they had us changing in, people kept putting their gear on the ski ball tables, and I was like, guys, I know it takes you six hours to put your matches together, but it takes me twelve minutes to put my my twelve minute match together. Let's go move. I want to play ski ball. I'm going to be back here all day. I ate some tacos there. They were delicious. Emporium in Chicago. And then we fought GPA and Laney Luck. And I got to tell you, Thursday night, we're doing it. We're big time. Bussy is on fire. Like, we've been ripping up tag matches lately that, like, are just sickening. They're all sickening. It's so fun. Everybody's good at this shit. We know how to put together tag matches. Bussy is unconquerable. And I just, I'm only saying it because there's all this talk everywhere about like best tag teams in the world. We're the best tag team. We have belts. We have this. We have that. If you have to ask anyone else permission to come fight Bussy when Bussy has to ask no questions, we've defended our belts now at five different promotions. We have defended them in three different time zones. We've defended them nine times now, I think, uh, eight, eight or nine times since April. We're, unstoppable and here's the thing anybody else can claim to be the best but we're out here we're always available come fight us come find out we don't have to wait for the schedule we don't have to wait for clearance we'll fight you we'll fight you anywhere pussy conquers gpa and laney lock now they're in love Allie actually did use her love against uh them in a moment because she was it was a hot moment i'll let you find out it's on iwtv there's a lot of hot moments but there's wrestling there's a lot of wrestling in there um and after this, I said, we got to get some food. We got to get ready. Tomorrow, we're going to St. Louis, Missouri. And luckily, the Bang Bros wanted to take a little ride with Bussy. Yeah, they're called the Bang Bros. Davey Bang, August Matthews, Bang Bros. Uh, <laughs> I said, Davey, you're taking us to the hotel. It's a little ride out. Let me buy you some food. We'll get out of here. And this starts my weekend of eating the best street meats from the sketchiest people of all time. So, and I'm, I'm thinking forward, Peter, we haven't even gotten into anything yet. This is, we're deep. So I go up to a propane grill on the side of the road with a woman doing this out of her car, 
serving jerk chicken and kielbasas. Ooh. And I was like, some of everything, please. She's like, how do you want me to make it? I was like, how you would eat it. And she just starts putting toppings on this thing. It's all finger food. Eat as you go. But just like a regular ass charcoal grill on the side of the road. Vibing. Amazing. Just the best food. Like ate the jerk chicken, ate kielbasa. Full of life, full of food, living, having a little legal smiz. And then we go back to the hotel. We get ready because it's going to be a big day. We did sleep some in this hotel. There was a lot going on. Uh, the cigarette hotel? The cigarette hotel. And there were a lot of people out in the parking lot. When we were leaving the next morning, a cop pulled through and said, jokingly to some of the staff, did y'all find some drugs over in that room? I think I'm going to go uh, get a get a warrant so I can search that thing and take what I want. I was like, this is another side of the world that I'm not ready to inhabit. Like it was as if the Florida project was rewritten for this Chicago hotel. I felt like that was a part of some deep storylines going on. And I was like, we got to get out of here. Now, Davey Bang was a little late and I can't blame him. We had to get on the road, but I was like, we got plenty of time, dude. This is nothing. And getting out of Chicago, there's a little traffic. It's a little hectic. You know, you're like, once we leave the city, we'll be clear, but you got to get through some crazy stuff. We pick up his tag partner because he's coming too. They're going to help out at the show. They're going to get us to the show. It saves everybody a little money to drive us in. And Bussy's willing to work with you. We're very affordable, reasonable, and the return on interest is higher than any other team for Bussy. Thank you. Reach out for bookings to Allie because I'm, I'm clueless. Uh, and then all of a sudden we hear a big thump. And if that tire wasn't flat in six seconds, now we pull over to the side of the road and... These guys are, they're younger guys. You know, they travel some there. You, you pick up a lot of skills as a traveling wrestler to survive, but I knew where this was going. And so what we did is we guided them through it. We got them set up, got the tow truck on the way. They were going to get a new tire. As I immediately set up a rental car, <laughs> I said, we're out of here. I had an Uber pick us up on the side of the road. They took us up to Hertz. I said, we're going to be late, but we're going to be there. Call you soon. Now I knew that I needed to return this rental car to another location, but we were on a very deep time crunch, and this was a brand new employee working 4th of July weekend at the Hertz car counter right outside of Chicago. And so I just was like, yeah, we'll be back by 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're just riding around here. Love you. And then dipped the fuck out of town, called them later and made up some reason. They still charge you, but sometimes you can get around some of the fees. Either way, we got on the road. We pull up in St. Louis. Now, and this is no shade again. I got to preface this. I really mean no shade. We were not on the... Uh, the Missouri side of the river, the Missouri athletic, uh, commission are a bunch of evil con men. They are, uh, uh, full of thieves. They're thieves. They make up rules. They don't even know what they're talking about. They're uh, pieces of shit. I'll say that. Uh, and we don't want to be a part of it. There are a lot of promotions who run by it, but they're taking more of a percentage of tickets. They're requiring blood work. They're requiring physicals every year. They're requiring all of this stuff, and they don't even know what we are. They have no clue. We are not MMA, bro. Like, go sit down. Uh, I hate the commission. Work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yearly in Missouri. And I do it every year because I want to wrestle in Missouri. But to be on this side of the river was awesome because we didn't have to do it at all. The place is called Pops Nightclub. It's a pretty lit little area, but... On this side of the river, it's. I need you to understand it like this. If, if the church is the Missouri side of the river, uh, you go sin on this side of the river. So, like the first gas station in this, it's kind of a complex right here because what they have is there's like a gas station, there's a truck stop, there's the nightclub, and then there's the strip club behind it. But inside the gas station is the horse gambling bookie area. 
And to get to the bathroom, you've got to go through just swaths of old men who are betting on these horses and yelling and throwing stuff. And, you know, I'm... Where are the horses, though? The, this is simulcast. So oh, okay. it's just you're just watching the horses on the TV and making your bets and yelling wow. and lying to your wife, I think, is what I heard on a few of the phone calls that were going on. I know you're up at the at the bookie. One of my one of my favorite things is stores that change the receipt on like the car charge so it doesn't appear to be suspicious. So it just says like quick stop or something, yeah. you know, instead of horse betting. The uh, the magic store that I go to is called Phoenix and Dragon, and when you buy anything there, they change it to Phoenix and Dragon Wings. So it's if the government's looking deep, there's like he likes chicken wings an awful lot. Who buys this much for the chicken wings? Uh, speaking of sidebar, I pulled up DoorDash last night. Did you know DoorDash will bring you not only boutique clothing items, but also healing crystals and and herbs and magic items? Shut up! I swear to God, you pull it up on DoorDash, they will DoorDash you crystals and bodysuits. If you're like, imagine you're like about to go to the club and you bend over. And you're like, damn, we're all going to party. And your dress rips. DoorDash will have you a new dress there in 23 minutes. It's We're fucked in the future because brick and mortar is completely dead. Uh, everything's just going to be picked up from the weird little warehouse. It's just gonna it's going to be just like the Vonnegut Cats in the Cradle. Get ready, folks. If you haven't read that, there's your book recommendation for the week. Kurt Vonnegut Cats in the Cradle. Enjoy that. I love Vonnegut. Vonnegut is great. My friend has a Vonnegut tattoo, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he ever got I think he got it. It's a sick Vonnegut tattoo. It's that single line drawing of Vonnegut. He's a, uh, you gotta, you gotta take what you can from it. Cause I, you know, I imagine he, he was pissed about a lot of things too, you know? Yeah. He gave it to us creatively, but Slaughterhouse Five changed my life when I was in high school. You and my designer priors uh, are big Slaughterhouse Five fans. So I love it. It's this. beautiful. It's, it's magic. I want to appreciate it at your level. I probably need to go back and do a reread. Um, what was, why did I start talking about Kurt Vonnegut? Oh, uh, we're talking about getting stuff delivered. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, door dashing stuff to you. So our friend Will did DoorDash for a little bit, yeah. or like the Uber Eats or whatever. And he was telling me how there's a warehouse that you go to that like 30 to 40 different restaurants have food you can pick up from there. So they just bring it to the window and they just have a kitchen. I've seen the rental kitchens before at places where it's, it's like it's some of that, but then it's also like food lockers. Like you go up to a locker and you pull your stuff out of there. It made oh me stop from getting delivery. I watched an older gentleman come into Sweet Green the other day while I was ordering, and he couldn't. Oh, I love Sweet Green. He just kind of looked around at everything and the order wall and the and the vegetables, and he just shook his head and left. And God bless him. He tried. He, he tried and he left. He was over it. Uh, we make it to St. Louis, though. We, I, I only bring the horse racing up because I had to go to uh, the bathroom in there and I had to go through all the horse receipts. They just throw them on the floor. There's just like a hundred stacked of just bullshit receipts on the floor. Goodness. There's a strip club. There's a Pops nightclub. There's a truck stop and a gas station. It is an incredible little block of area. And... Allie is on earlier than me, and this becomes important in a moment, and I show up, and I'm working with Delirious, who is, uh, used to work with Ring of Honor. I was not nice to him on a phone call one time when Ring of Honor asked me to come in for a date, uh, and I was, you know, he let me vent, even though there was a lot more going on with Ring of Honor than he let on, and that's what happens, but, you know, our rapport was fine. I'm uh, good. I show up. You know, he says, hey, and I kind of put everything in the back of my mind. I'm talking to everybody. And then boom, Allie got fucked up. Yeah. So last move in the match. And these things happen, you know, two cold Scorpio, a foot hit in the wrong place. 
knocked her out, messed her lip up, had to go get stitches. Oh, no. Love her. We protected her. We checked her. We made sure she was okay. But she was like, I'm out of here. But this is match two, and I'm like match six. So, like, in the middle of my preparation time, it was like, hold on, brother. I got to go do some stuff and make sure my sis is okay. We got her handled. We got everything out of there. But, like... I was uh, I was very nonchalant about entering the match at that point because I was worried about other things. And thank God, because what a fun match I had. Sorry, Allie, that you got injured. Things happen. Me and Delirious had some chemistry, bro. We went in and did all kinds of weird stuff. And now Delirious famously is known for being incoherent. This is a word he would use. Uh, and so when he cuts a promo, it sort of sounds like... And it's nonsense, like it's Tasmanian devil speak. But uh, I based a little moment around our match of me being able to understand it and getting pissed off at what he was saying. And after the match was complete, I, I grabbed the microphone. And this is, for me, if I hear somebody grab the microphone, I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, the match is over. Like, stick to your times. I don't need to hear it. But I, I said, if I can be brief, this is going to kill. And I took the mic and I said, folks... And then I said "ba" again, and everyone said "ba" because this thing he does it. And then I exited the ring, and it was uh, it was a moment. I'm only bringing up how excited I am to work with someone like Delirious, who I beat, by the way, uh, because this Sunday I am fighting Delirious and Edith Surreal as a tag team with Allison. So I've done the scouting. I know what's up. I know how weird this is going to get. It got very weird. It was very weird. Uh, and very fun. And I think the people there enjoyed it. There was a lot of crazier stuff on that show, deathmatch-wise, and SGC jumping off his stuff, and Los Macizos just cutting people up in glass. Crazy stuff. Uh, and they allow that on this side of the river. The commission would not allow those things on the other side of the river. Too bad, because it's fun as hell. The show ends. Allie comes back from the hospital miraculously. She is safe. She is tired. But we are like, yo, we're in St. Louis. We fly out at 6 a.m. to go to Pittsburgh. The crew's all here. Let's go celebrate together. And so I can't speak for who was there or who was not there, okay? But I am going to speak on behalf of me and Allie because she won't care. At this strip club behind Pops, we had a very good time. And now, for me, strip clubs, it's a little different, right? I enjoy it as a social thing. I don't really need to go get lap dances. I like tipping the girls. I like drinking Diet Coke. Uh, all of that's fun. There are other reasons you go to the strip club, right? It's, uh, there's there's a lot of fun to be had, and everyone was having fun. Ali Catch had the most fun. Ali Catch ended up on stage with one of the dancers, and it was beautiful. Uh, I recorded it on my phone because I'm not just a little gay boy, and I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm stealing, I'm stealing footage of the strippers. I'm just like, I'm taking this video for sister. She she's up on the pole doing her work, and. Over the speaker, they go, sir, sir, you cannot record. You need to delete that video. I need to see you delete that video. Well, honey, I'm a worker. And I went, oh, of course. And I just started clicking and pretending I deleted it. I did not delete that video. I would not delete that video. Now, at this point, I was like, let me get a little fresh air because it's getting a little hectic in here. People are getting excited. We're having fun. We got into the parking lot and God bless St. Louis, Missouri or Salgate, Illinois, where we were across the river. In the parking lot is two tents and a smoker, and they are cooking barbecue. And it is the middle of the night. 
Like when I tell you that we barely made it to the airport, it is the middle of the night and we are eating rib tips and the best baked beans I've ever eaten. There oh. were 50% ground beef to bean to bacon, like marvelous potato salad. It was the best meal I've had in so long. And I sat and ate it on the back of a rental car. And I just, I was in love. It's, it's incredible that we, we can create the best food in an environment that is, that looks like it could not provide it. Like now I started to think like, why do you restaurants need so much? Why do you even need a whole building? Look at this guy. He was cooking the beans in the smoker. It's incredible. It's magic. It's the best barbecue I've ever had. Where can you get this barbecue? At the Strip Club Cabaret in Saugat, Illinois, in the parking lot, occasionally when they're there. And that's like the kind of exclusive club I want. Eventually, I could complicate this story more wildly, but I eventually find Alley Catch. Uh, and we make it to the airport. And this is where I'm nervous to tell this story, but it's also required because it's magic. Uh, we're waiting in line to check our bags and we look like psychopaths because she's got a huge busted lip. I've got blondie hair and I'm wearing little baby shorts and probably some weird shirt and she's fired up. We've been out all night. Like there was no sleep involved and you know, she's, we're feeling a little rowdy. We're a little, we're up. And when people talk with a mask on, it's hard to understand what they say. Okay. I'm gonna. Tr- I'm. I don't have to dance around this word, but I'm gonna dance around it. And when someone's in a mouth like this, and they say like "babbage, babbage," it gives me um a pause. And I was next in line, and I looked at the woman, and I go, "What did you say?" She said, "Babbage, this way." And I was like, "I'm the only one that looks like one right here. I think she's talking to me." So I go up, and I'm kind of just like stoned and tired, and. You know, it was a lot to deal with with people at the strip club. I don't drink alcohol. I can get stoned, but it doesn't like people get drunker as they drink is how I'll put it. And I just casually go, I thought you said, and she goes, what? I said, that's what I thought you said. And I just went with it and I, I'm glad I misheard it, but I wasn't like whispering this to her. It was just like, it's four and five in the morning at a, at an airport. And I'm just like, did you say this? And people are looking and I'm like, no, okay. All right. We're good. She checks our first set of bags. We go through security. Oh, baggage. Baggage. <laughs> yeah. It was not the word I thought it was. And so I go through security. We get through the clear line. Listen, I'm a clear aficionado. I love clear. And I also love the way I am asked if I have clear. Because the clear employees deal with people who are like, they will lie to their face because they don't know what's going on. They have The employees have to ask you, do you have clear? And then if you go, what's clear? They go, if you don't know, you probably don't have it. But people will just go, yup, because it looks like a shorter line. They get to the front and they're like, you don't have clear. You just wasted time. Go away. So they ask you always, kind of like, are you lost? Because I do look a little lost and I love showing up black eye or just fucked up and going like, of course I pay for the supreme superior service. I got to get on this plane. Either way, we get through and I'm like, God. I don't want to check this. Like, I don't want to carry this bag on. I don't like carrying bags. I just don't. Like, I, I realize there's a lot of problems with that. I realize I've had travel woes. They could lose bags. I don't I don't want to carry my bags around. I don't want to heave them up. I want to get on the plane. I want to set my backpack under. I want to put in my headphones. I want to be told that I'm in an emergency exit row. And do I agree verbally? Yes. And then I want to go to bed. That's it. Well, we get up to the... And we're professionals at flying too. So I'm not getting on that plane early because guess what? It takes off at the same time and all y'all want to sit on there extra. You're crazy. We're the last to walk up. And I was like, damn, I hope they'll check our bags. Well, who walks up except for baggage lady? And she goes, it's me. It's baggage lady. And I was like, oh my God, good to see you again. It's been a minute. 
I said, will you check these bags for free for us? And she goes, yeah, why not? And she checked the bags right there. But I don't think if I had built the rapport with her and gotten through an awkward moment, you know, I didn't, I wasn't aggressive about it. I was very casual in asking, but also probably too casual in asking. She probably wouldn't have checked our, our bags all the way through. We roll through. Now we had to do a, a pit stop, as they say, in Detroit. We had a three hour delay in Detroit. I got sandwiches, but Allie was like, I can't like eat chew food right now. Like I can't. Aww. And I was like, well, let's figure out something to get you. Well, she picked spicy buffalo meat chili. and That was an incredible feat to see her with that mouth fucked up, be able to eat such a marvelous, bold food at that time. I also took a picture of Allie and she can choose to share it or not. The strip club bracelet and the hotel bracelet were on opposite hands. And one just says party with martini glasses. And the other is a hospital bracelet. And I was like, you are existing as both sides of a coin. Uh, the previous night before I left, I was told by Delirious and by Davy Richards. who, if you've never seen Davy Richards, he's like, if a muscle came to life. And he's also a doctor. So... He said, look, number what is one with wrestlers that are also doctors, it's sick because it's like, I got to go be careful and save people's lives and to get it out of my system to make sure I'm a good doctor. I got to go beat your fucking ass for 30 minutes. Like it's incredible. I believe in it. Uh, even the guys who are like physical therapists, like Alex Shelley's a physical therapist and I've watched him in matches and he'll fuck you up. And you're just like, is it cause you know how to fix it that you feel more comfortable just beating the fuck out of them? I love it though. Go- good for you. Glad you guys got a career outside of this in case something happens. I'm going to go back into political radio, not political, like our political, but like the politics of film. We'll get there. Our sponsor this week is movie. John. I'm very frustrated that I didn't get to go to the movies. It's taken me a second to get to the sponsor point, but I need you to hear something. When you go visit Movie John, and that's John like they do in Philly, because they're a Philly-based DIY zine, website, Patreon, and physical mag, and you can find them at moviejohn.com. J-A-W-N. Now, what is that? John Cena? No, John. Like, look at the John. He's wearing a John. It's a thing in Philly. Don't question it. And they are the John of movies, the Movie John. Right now... You can go on the website. You can find a bunch of awesome articles. But if you want more material than that, they've got the Movie John Patreon. They are very close to the Patreon goal. They have been our sponsor for a few weeks. We are helping them get to that goal. But here's the the cream of the cock. The cream of the cock? The cream of the crop. <laughs> the cream of the crop is the actual physical zine. Now, do you have a physical zine yet? No. I need to bring one over to you. I have the physical zines. I'm sure I was supposed to share them. I'm sure they're not just for me. Uh, they're beautiful. They look beautiful. The art is beautiful. The size is right. It's not too big to get in the way, but it's full of information, of articles, of entertainment. And we're not just talking about blockbusters on Movie John. We're talking about niche films, cultural background films, the films that will make you understand the reference in the films that you thought were not referencing anything. Isn't it nice to have knowledge and know what's going on and appreciate things at a higher level? Movie John thinks so too. Check out MovieJohn.com. Get into it. Peter, I love MovieJohn.com. I am such a fan now, and I keep running into little synchronicities with them. There was a post that someone threw up on their Twitter that was a physical copy of Roadside Picnic, which is the novel that Stalker is based on. Okay. Have you seen Stalker? I've not seen Stalker. Uh, The general gist of it, it's a Russian film, and it's about, um, like, I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've seen it, but... Aliens crash somewhere in Russia, and there are these like portions of land that are essentially um, 
cut off from the rest of society, but it's about these guys who go in and like reclaim alien artifacts. This it's is amazing. intense. It's amazing. Is it in Russian? I just read the subbies. Yes, I love subbies. Yes. I don't it like dubbies the guy as did, much as subbies. Um, Solaris, the original. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that they based it on, and then you know, I fell asleep during Solaris in a AMC dining theater, and during the time I was awake. Before the movie started, the woman next to me ate two pasta bowls that you can get from the dine-in. And I thought, what an incredible moment. And then I went to sleep and was awoken by staff. So good for them. Uh, That's my hilarious bit. Moviejohn.com. Watch movies, learn about movies, expand your horizons, and stop passing over so many movies that you could probably watch for free on the streaming services you have. Because Movie John's going to teach you that you're probably going to like them, even if you don't know what 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 they're even about. I don't know what movies are about. They don't have to be about anything. What's your favorite bad movie? Like an, a movie that is inarguably bad, but you love watching. I don't know. I've we've talked about walking out of movies, haven't we? I believe so. Yeah. I the thing is, like, I can appreciate all form. Like, I don't know. There's, I mean, Space Jam is a bad movie, and I love I didn't it. Realize it was a bad movie till I became an adult. Yeah, you watch it as an adult, and you're like, y'all couldn't have fucking thought ten more minutes through this shit. None of this shit makes sense. What are we doing? Uh. I think I'm going to go with Space Jam. Perfect. And really, it's just because Newman's in it. I'm sorry, I don't know his real oh name. Oh, my God, yeah. But Newman, really. From Seinfeld, right? Yeah, and Jurassic yeah. Park. Oh, that's right. He's the best. <laughs> you see, nobody cares. I do that all the time. Nobody cares. Look around you. Nobody cares, okay? Nobody cares. I love it. Uh, we land in Pittsburgh after this Detroit fiasco of eating chili in Detroit. Detroit's airport is so fucking weird, too, but it's kind of fun. I don't know. Detroit Rock City, baby. I was there for a second. But technically, it put me at five states that I was technically inside of during this period. So we're now in Pittsburgh, and we land and have to go right to the venue, which is fine. And we are in a tag team tournament. Now, I brought up Davey Richards earlier and Delirious because they told me that they would kick my ass if I let Allie Catch wrestle. They were like, we're going to kick your ass if you let her wrestle. She's she's had a mild concussion. You can't do it. And I was like, no problem. But then in my brain, I was like, how do I fix this? So... We get there and I said, let me pitch this to you. And I pitched something out and they said, okay, we actually like that even better. And I was like, perfect. So the way we ran this match, Peter was, I get my ass fucking kicked a lot. I get hit with stuff. I get ruined. I get double teamed. Ali doesn't have to do anything for him about the whole match. And then comes in and saves the day. And it's magic. Not all the way magic because we lost. We didn't lose. I don't lose in 2022. But there was a mishap that led us to not going further in the tournament. Uh, And thank God because we were first match. Now, Enjoy Wrestling is incredible. I think we've talked about them here. They were a sponsor at one point. This footage is going to look so good. They had more people than ever in the Mr. Smalls Theater. They also had a special sponsor for my match, Peter. I sent you a picture after the Cheese Tray Company. And here how I'm terrible because I don't remember the name of the Cheese Tray Company. But they said, Effie, would you bring a cheese tray out with you to the ring and feed the people cheese? And I was like... Did Jesus feed the people on the mount with a stick of bread and some old herring? Yeah, let's go. There's something marvelous about having food inclusion in your entrance. People want to eat the cheese. I get to eat the cheese. There was chorizo. There was grapes. Also, I'm just standing backstage with a cheese tray, and all these teams are just coming up and eating off the cheese tray. Like It was a marvelous time. We were a little distracted for the match. Please, more companies, give me cheese trays, pies, baked goods, cinnamon rolls, cobblers. I need it. Cakes. You got somebody with a cool cake they want to sponsor? I'm not going through the cake. I'll eat the cake. 
live on the air with my hands, a whole cake. I've thought about too, like as an intimidation tactic, what if I ate an entire fruit pie before I entered the ring? Like I just stood on stage and ate a whole apple pie with my hands. Do you think that would scare them or do you think it would make me not as good of a wrestler? I think it would scare. I mean, you're basically taking your tactic of eating the worst thing possible before you wrestle, but bringing it to the, I thought it was a nacho. I thought it was nachos. It looked like it could have been. Uh, when I saw Will, he was like, did Taylor send you a picture of him and a cheese tray? I was like, yeah, I thought it was nachos. He was like, I did too. <laughs> it is a cheese tray. I looked possessed by the cheese tray. I hope people see those pictures. Uh, the the video of you is incredible. It is truly Jesus. Bringing the feeding. cheese tray. Yeah. Uh, the people want to eat the cheese. And Oh, did you know that Paul Verhoeven, the um, Basic Instinct Starship Troopers director, Robocop, Total Recall, he is a Jesus scholar in his spare time? Just because? He is obsessed with the historical Jesus and has written a book on it. Wow. I sort of am too, and I'm writing a play on it. So let's uh, maybe we're in the same boat. Maybe he can help direct. Maybe he'll bring us that to the That would right. be amazing. What a moment that would be. They Apparently, he shelved his Jesus movie after, uh, what is it, Last Temptation of Christ? That yeah. was the Scorsese yeah. one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Last Temptation of Christ. Bangin' soundtrack done by Peter Gabriel, gotta tell you. I don't know if bangin's the right word, but Peter Gabriel did kill it on the soundtrack, I gotta tell y'all. Uh we did not uh, go further in the Enjoy Cup. It was beautiful. I got to give props to the runway because they cheated their asses off. To was Jim there? Jim was there. Dog with a Mullet, My our former sponsor, a being. show done by Jim. Jim was incredible. Uh, seeing them in this role, they bring such a different kind of cool pizzazz to it that you don't usually see in wrestling. And the fit with the pink blazer and the bolo. And they were like, oh, I think I might wear uh, pants. But I, was, but I was like, it's so hot. I'm glad you didn't wear pants. Don't wear pants. It's a summer show. We're inside. It's so hot. It was the right choice. Outfit was killing. Love getting to see Jim. Love getting to hang out. And Enjoy Wrestling is just full of good people like that. Where it's just like, the team knows what they're doing. They're on top of their shit. Production looks sickening. All of our stuff looks so cool. And that building the mr small theater with the three stories the three tiers and you're looking up and there's smoke machines it's just awesome also we did watch the rest of the show from the like i was done after first match it was incredible i got to watch wrestling watching a doctor who's on site like watch wrestling and like this guy started bleeding and he was like started to get up and then we were like whoa pal it's it's part of the show baby he's cutting his face open with razor blades dude chill what are you worried about and they don't really know. But then you also start to second guess, like, maybe they do know. Maybe he's the one that's right and we should step in on it. Nah, fuck it. We're just going to keep bleeding our own blood. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood except me. That's the wrestling adage of it. We also had to get the fuck out of there quick again. So I spent a little time after the venue hanging out with people, seeing people smizzing legally. God bless. But we had to go again because I had to land in Atlanta and drive my ass to Florida. Allie was going back to Indiana uh, to sit and watch some of the GCW shows. She was not going to wrestle the rest of that weekend. Uh, I think she did wrestle a little at Backyard, which we might talk about. We'll get to it. Uh, but I get back to Atlanta, and I immediately have to pick up a rental car, and I have to get to my house. Now, here's what's bizarre, and I love this. God bless Dylan McQueen, who drove from Pittsburgh to Atlanta. After the Enjoy show, he said, yeah, I'm driving from Pittsburgh to Atlanta. Why don't you just ride with me and cancel the flight? And I was like, 
No. <laughs> no, but you can sleep in the car on the way to Fest. And so I get home after landing, picking up the rental car, getting back to the house, sitting on the couch. Dylan is not even there yet. Dylan gets there 20 minutes later, and I was like, oh, good, you made it. Because I had basically been like, when you get there, like, here's my code, like, go inside, it'll be chill. I was already there, hanging out, chilling on the couch. Not another 20 minutes goes by. Will shows up. And I hear the thing beep because it's a code. And I was like, oh, shit. And then he walks in. He was like, oh. And I was like, oh, I should have texted you. I forgot that we had set you up to check the dogs. I didn't know I was going to be here. Uh, but it worked out. It was great. We had a moment. I got to see Bebop before he officially joined the family. Aww. And just they're fun together. It's she, she needs to act more like a puppy, too. So it helps bring it out. Uh, but we, got, we said bye to Will. And we got our ass on the road. Uh, it was myself, Dylan McQueen, and AC Mac. I mean, this is a gay royalty car. I can't get into any of the car fabe of it. I can't get into anything that happened on the rides. But I can say this. The gays are having fun in professional wrestling. IWTV champion AC Mac. Uh, I don't know what Dylan's a champion. Dylan's a champion of something. Dylan's a champion of friendship and telling me to get my hair cut. We made it to Florida just in time. Took a while. And this show was going to be unique because Fest Wrestling usually runs in a building that can fit a ring. But this time, with venue problems, uh, we had to run in a building that could not fit a ring. And this same building is the one where I once went to a Less Than Jake concert and crowd surfed as a part of put over the wrestling show happening. And so, like, I was re-entering the green room where I was like, oh, my God, like, I hung out with some cool people here. What a moment. And getting to wrestle there was even better uh, because you you feel... <laughs> You feel the presence of that hardwood floor that I admired as a fan. We're at the High Dive in Gainesville. Florida built me in a magical way. And so to be back at the High Dive was really magical. It's a very cool venue. It has like a very cool outdoor patio. And most of the time I'd be like, oh man, no ring. What am I going to do? But for me like that, it sort of adds an element of storytelling that you have to work within a particular confine. Like for someone who doesn't like rules, I get really excited about being given a set of rules I have to work within and then creatively going around them as much as possible. And so we put together kind of a wild goose chase of a match that featured a lot of chair violence, featured Dylan McQueen getting a lot of heat, featured me putting a cigarette out on his chest Featured me beating him up with Wrestling is Gay utility rolling trays, which you can get right now on sale, wrestlingis.gay. We have a lot of items on sale and some quick ship items out of the house from previous events, wrestlingis.gay. And I really think we had a, a marvelous good time. And people are coming to these fest shows because, not because they're like, we have to see a Meltzer five-star, but you want to give them a good match. But you also like, it's a different environment. It's a different audience to uh, embrace and make sure that they are having fun, even if they're not complete pro wrestling aficionados, if you will. Peter, afterwards, I did something I don't normally do, and I want to put it over. Uh, Keaton's Collectibles pulled me aside, and we did a private signing. Now, there's some things that you're signing custom for people that pre-order them and they want certain things, but a lot of it is going to go up for sale on the Keaton's Collectibles website. Keaton, K-E-A-T-O-N, Collectibles, K-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-B-L-E. A lot of cool stuff I signed. Uh, we did the signing after. It was very fun. I made uh, I made Dylan watch and AC Mac watch as I did a full signing, and then we went and ate Waffle House because Waffle House doesn't let you down. Waffle House is always open. Waffle House is affordable. Waffle House doesn't bitch when you look like an idiot. Uh, all these other places, they're not open late enough. They don't have the food I need. I love Waffle House. We ate Waffle House. We slept a couple hours, 
And then it was back to like, my 4th of July was hectic and not a holiday. It was like a get things done work day. Because literally from the moment like... How American of you. How American of me. I landed at 7.30. No, I didn't land because I was driving back. I returned the rental car as early as possible. I guess we got back at like noon. This is The timing of it doesn't matter. But it was like wake up. We woke up at 6 or 7-ish. Got on the road. Got the rental car back. Then I drop off Dylan at his car. Then I go pick up AJ's car. Then we drop off that rental car. Then I go get AJ and we drop off his rental car because he went out of town for the weekend. Then we pick up, we picked up the dog too. So we had the dog there too. And then I stream at 8 PM. So it was like nonstop. And that's the thing I think people forget sometimes is I am a fantasy person. I do uh, my, technically my job is a 10 to 15 minute performance, but all the extra shit, that's how I'm like sitting around going like, damn, yo, amazing race has no chance. They have no chance. Is that still on? It's still on. They're on their 50th season. God damn. The thing is, I got to be real particular about picking a partner. And I'm the longer I wait, I've mentioned Dark Sheik as a partner. I mentioned my partner. AJ as a partner. I, I don't know. I think me and Allie could win it pretty easily. I started following Dark Sheik on Twitter uh, from the, oh, at Weekend at Effie's on yes. Twitter. Follow us. At Weekend at Effie's on Thank Twitter. Thank you to everyone Please. that has. Um, and <laughs> they were posting... Uh, a run of X-Men comics that was like particularly not liked by the fans. And I love I just them going through everything that was actually good about it. Like really, I'm a huge, X-Men she's a comics huge fan. comic nerd. Like she knows everything. And then to, it's the referencing of like, if you have the reference, dark, Sheik also does some incredible cosplays with her gear. That's just oh, beautiful. like really obscure stuff sometimes. But then like, she'll also do girl from clueless, which was incredible. Uh, yes, I love Dark Sheik. Dark Sheik is a magic priestess. She's actually the owner of the Church of Wrestling. She's the creator oh, of the right. Church of Wrestling, and she's registered with the United States because wrestling is her church. I love that. I hope we can uh, be like the other churches and get politically involved and not pay taxes and abuse children. Nope, not that part. Don't transfer that part over. God. At churches, dude. Taxes, They're too God. far, dude. We're over it. We have to bring sanctity back to the church. By having it be just the wrestling ring. None of the extra stuff. It's the wrestling part that's the church. You know? Yeah. That's where I feel the least worried about anything. Once you hit the ring and you're just like, oh, we made it to this part? I have no other worries. And it's not even worry. It's not even like anxiety. It's like anticipation. Like your body knows it's about to just like blurt out energy and go crazy for a second. And you're like, am I feeling up to this? And it's like, no, your body knows what's going on. I do this all the time. I wrestle so much that when I actually hit the ring, it's like, you're doing the thing. All right, let's do the thing. And then afterwards, that rush of just like, we did the thing. We got no other things to do. Let's do some other things. That's a church. That's magic. I used to feel that when I shot weddings is I would, I used to throw up before I went to go shoot him, which was really funny. It's incredible. That was like the first time. you were nervous about the love? I was just... I am an anxious human being. That is the, it's that Capricorn thing of there are rules that I need to follow. And sometimes if I don't know what the rules are, I have a hard time shifting. And I this year, the theme has been break as many rules as possible because they don't matter anyway. Yeah. And I'm getting more comfortable with that. Um, but it used, I would, I would basically, because <laughs> I hated shooting weddings, let's be honest. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't fun it for you. Uh, 
but I would gear up to go do it. And then it's like, as soon as I walked through that door, like the Peter show started because you know, you like, you want to bring as the photographer, you want to bring as much as that party to yeah. it as possible. Yeah, Everybody's loving it. And then I would like get back in my car at the end of the day and just have no idea what happened. Oh yeah. It's just all, it, I just, Float I like all put by. my skin back on. I'm a, I think I'm aware of what happens most of the time, but you know, like I'm also unleashing some shit in there that, it's the mortal flesh has to keep up. My mortal flesh was keeping up this weekend, but I'll tell you the difference of me in the ring. And I saw footage of it and me walking around gas stations. I don't know who the, there's two different people there because I was feeling like a real old man this weekend traveling and all these cars and vehicles and things. And now to have the puppy in the house, we are, there's a lot of physical activity going on with keeping the puppy at bay. So I'm a, I'm a sore boy, <laughs> I'm a sore boy, Peter. And I'm back to it. Like I'm, we're right on it. Now, I will tell you this. I'm off Friday and Saturday. I am going to go to Texas this weekend, and then I'm going to come back home, and then I'm going to go to New Jersey on Sunday, and then I'm going to come back home. Oh, beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm making the split. I could have just gone straight to Jersey, but then, you know. Go see a movie. Well, I might go see a movie. I think I should go see a movie. I, there's like six I want to see right now, and you know I hate that I'm going to have to see the Elvis movie three times. We talked about that. You're going to have to see it three times? Well, yeah, once for entertainment. Two for uh, the shake, rattle, and roll, if you know what I mean. And then three, um, I don't know what the third time is, but I just imagine I'll end up back in that theater. I, I mean, it's 100%, Elvis. 100%. Oh. Uh, I hope they include the Elvis thing, which is my favorite. This isn't going to translate over audio, but I'm going to describe it. They did it in the uh, Elvis and Nixon movie, Elvis vs. Nixon. Did you see this film no, with Michael Shannon? I do remember that. It's incredible. Though. I don't want to bring up who played Nixon. It's not worth the time. He's a piece of shit. But when Elvis was done talking to you, he would put his hand out like this and he would leave the hand there, but he would turn and start walking away. Like it was like, I'm done. Thank you. Okay. Good to hear from you. Just kind of, all right. And so it's sort of like, you're done, but I'm not even going to acknowledge that you're done. This incredible, I love it. You know what else we're going to do? We're going to talk about Movie John, baby, because they're a presenting sponsor this week. And they are a Philly-based Xenon website. They're discussing the new releases that you're seeing in the theaters, just like, uh, is it DC's Wonder Pets starring Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart? I don't know. I'm excited. But they also cover those niche movies, those classic special interest stuff. And you love movies as much as I do, don't you? You love seeing movies. Or maybe you want to love movies as much as I do. I don't know where you stand on movies. Movie John can help you with that. Movie jawn.com they've got the patreon for all the extra stuff it helps them pay their writers better they are very close to their patreon goal coming up i want to help them out with that but you can also just check out the website see the articles see the stuff they do and sign up to be a part of their zine their zine is beautiful full of art magical stories about movies stuff you didn't know opinion pieces op-eds all of that it's all in there and i've enjoyed all my experiences with movie john so far thank you for shouting us out on twitter as well uh, movie John has what you need for movies and it's making me itchy right now because I want to go to the movies so I can talk about more movies. They also have a ton of podcasts. They have like a whole movie John podcast network. I love movie podcasts. I love movie podcasts too. 
really the only two interests that I have when it comes to podcast. Well, I guess three. Actually, I'm a little less on the true crime these days because reality is bleak enough as it is. It's 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 hard to be addicted to true crime podcasts when other people get in your car and you're like on a road trip and they like wake up from their sleep, Della McQueen, and they're like, "What are you listening to?" And you're like, "I don't, I don't know." When we went to Fest, we listened to like three hours of um, a Skinwalker Ranch podcast, and amazingly, it had everyone's attention. Uh, Della McQueen though goes, "This is great because I'm a big, I love last podcast on the left." for hearing about all these stories. And he goes, we can listen to anything except last podcast on the left. And I go, why? And he goes, big hetero energy, bro. And I was like, it is, but I love it. Whatever. This is what it is. I want to learn about skinwalkers. They, they uh, really turn people off. It's pretty incredible. It's fantastic. It's, I, I love mean, it. Hey, listen, either I love do, or I, hate John Cena. I hated them. Yeah. In the beginning. And then they just, something happened and, and you swapped over them every week. I did a interview with Ben Kissel for kind of fun oh, before, right. before I ever listened to their podcast. And now that I listen to it, I'm like, Oh, it's ugh, I'm going back in time. But sometimes there's some dark shit on there, but we got to know, we got to know the history to not repeat it in the future. It's and true. we got to know how to kill the skinwalkers. A hundred. Have you seen any of the new, cause there's a new guy that's owns skinwalker ranch now oh, and they're shooting like a whole TV show around it. That seems like a really bad idea. It does seem like a really bad idea. And I watched the first, not a good, not a good show. I did watch the first couple episodes and like right out the gate, someone's like brain started hemorrhaging and it's like, maybe stay away from this. Yeah. I mean, there's a, Utah is a fucked up place and I don't know why, but there's definitely something objectively magic, but like they were drawn to there. There's like something that put them there. I don't know. There's, it's a strange thing with all the stories in Utah uh, I do want to come wrestling Utah. I'm not worried about the low percent beer because I don't drink beer. So let me know. Utah, I want to come check it out. Uh, there's also a wrestler in Utah called... God, what is he called? Do they have Coke there? Like like, like Diet Coca-Cola? Coke? Coca-Cola? Yeah, Coca-Cola. I think they do. I think the big thing with Mormons now is... they like I listened to an interview with two of the fundamentalist girls who used to be in Warren Jeff's church Ooh. where they interviewed them. And it's... It's definitely like a Stockholm thing, but they're really into like, we're fine with you doing what you want. We just don't want to be put there. And they're like, what would you wear if you didn't have to wear these stuffy ass cotton dresses? And they were like, this is what we love to wear. If you want to wear something different, it doesn't bother us. It's just real. They're trying to appear so they don't get fucked with as much. Because if you if you fuck with other yeah, people's shit, they've learned, yeah, yeah. you know, people get mad. Do you know who the greatest Mormon rock and roll band of all time is? Whoa, fill me in. The Killers. Oh, dude, I know. Have you seen the commercial he did? No. You haven't seen the Brandon Brandon Flowers I'm a Mormon commercial? No. Holy fuck, we're watching that after. It's a marvelous piece of cinema. I would rank Shake That Bear right above uh, Brandon Flowers discussing how important his Mormon faith is. Because it's a curveball when they start the commercial. You're just like, oh, shit, hanging out with Brandon Flowers. We love it. He's talking about his life. And then he's like, and that's why I follow the Church of Latter-day Saints. And you're like, yo! Does he wear the special underwear and his tight jeans? If you go if, with that knowledge, think about them as the biggest Christian rock band of all time and re-listen <sighs> to their music. It changes everything. Uh, they Sorry do. for any kill, like big Killers fans out no, there. No, listen, I love, the, I love the Killers, but I also love roasting the Killers because people be like, oh, they're geniuses. Like Some of my good friends are like, they're geniuses. And I'm like, yeah, but like he also wrote the line, there was an open chair. I sat down in the open chair. And I'm like, if there's some deep cult shit to this, let me know. Because otherwise it sounds like some pretty stupid ass lyrics, bro. I don't, th- one of the, are you familiar with Damien Eccles? Uh, not, not enough to discuss it. He was one of the West Memphis Three. Oh, okay. 
Um, the it was the they were in um, Arkansas. There was it was in the eighties, like late eighties, early nineties. Um, like a like triple child murder happened. Jesus. And they basically took. They couldn't find who did it, so they um, pinned the whole thing on on like three weird goth kids, and he was one of them. They were um, in on death row for like eighteen years or something like that. Um, like Eddie Vedder, Johnny Depp, a whole bunch of other people basically got Henry Rollins, like did a bunch of like protests and like fundraisers and everything for him. Yeah. They eventually got out and everything. Well, Damien Eccles was already studying like serious Golden Dawn magic w- before he went into prison to the point where when he uh, was about to get released, he was not aware that he was in prison anymore. He had just basically built this entire interior life for himself. Holy shit. And he teaches magic now. And uh, I I have like all of his books. He's in Turtles all the way down yeah. though, man. Are we in the interior life? So he uh, came out recently and was like, I'm going to be Mormon for a little bit because I think it's a really interesting religion. And I'm like, okay, there must be something a little bit deeper happening with that religion yeah, something than going we're on aware with of. It. They're not letting us in on everything. I, I will so. recommend... Uh, God, why can't I think of the name of it? The new Andrew Garfield special about the Mormon detective losing his faith in the midst of a murder investigation that involves a bunch of fundies. Let's find out here. I don't want to mess this up. Didn't he quit acting because of that? Yes. He's like, I need a break. I need a little break. Very good. I want to get it up here. Uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Check that out. Very dark. That book is incredible. Yeah. It's based on the book, obviously. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Incredible performances. But also... Uh, I will have no Sam Worthington slander anymore after his performance in this series. Oh, is he in it? He's incredible. Is he in the Avatar sequels? Uh, he is in the Avatar sequels. Beautiful. So he's set forever. I was thinking the other day about uh, Zoe Saldana. Uh huh. She's in the she's in the uh, Avatar movies, obviously. She's in the Avengers movies with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Is she in? Hold up. Let's just. So she just likes. <laughs> being on set for a really long she's time. She's in Star Trek, all of those Star Trek movies. Like at a certain point, you can just retire. You know what I yeah. mean? But it must be fun to be an actress, you know? A d- fun astrology fact. The last time there was a Jupiter Neptune conjunction was when the first Avatar movie came out. And the Avatar movie that's coming out later this year is under the exact same Jupiter Neptune conjunction. You think James Cameron knew? I think he is you think as it's tied to fate as the rest of oh us i love it we, we we were looking at it backwards bro i was looking at it backwards we're tied in look it takes a lot of time to build a universe but this is going to be underwater avatar and they're going to have snarkle suits or something and uh jupiter will be in pisces which is wet wet that's why jesus was a fish you know a lot of people don't know this it doesn't say in the bible that jesus wasn't a half fish and that God is not a mistranslation of Cod, the great fish who created all of us. Why do you think he flooded the ark? All right? Because he's a fish. Another weird Damien Eccles thing. Uh, he said the one time that he saw God after doing rituals, it was like a thousand screaming uh, whales. <laughs> it's fish. Noah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. He got eaten by a whale and he was chilling in there. God is a fish. I don't like that story. No one should. It's a very it's aggressively it's very aggressive. It just sounds like something your dad makes up like when you fuck up and he's like, You know what happened to Jonah when he went down to the shore? 
They he a whale came and ate his whole body, and he lived. He had to live in there because he wouldn't pray and do what he needed to do. And what? And then when he got out, you know what he said? Well, shit! I wish it hadn't taken a whale eating me to fucking figure out to do something good with my life. So get it together. Or the whales are gonna come. You can't just sit around all day. That's how I don't want to get swallowed by a whale. I don't want to get swallowed by a whale either, unless I knew I would survive. Like if Jonah went into that, like knowing, like it's cool on the, the other Pinocchio side. version seems kind of dope though. Pinocchio wasn't in the Bible necessarily, but he wasn't not in the Bible. You know, if they can argue that we lived amongst the dinosaurs with the lizards, maybe we did. Maybe there's a wooden boy who wanted to become a real. Maybe that's the real Christ story. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was. Was he born in a manger or was he made out of wood that was near the manger? He was the manger. <laughs> he didn't have a dad. It was miraculous, you know? <laughs> Pinocchio is. Jesus. Uh, did you see the trailer for the Pinocchio movie they made with uh, Polly Shore? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe that's... I want to be a real boy, <laughs> that's Dad. That's like his only line in it. I want to be a real boy. <sighs> I saw Polly Shore in a pizza shop in Charleston, South Carolina one time. That Amazing. Was, that's the whole did you story. talk to him? Yeah, that's the whole story. That's a... Are you Polly Shore? Yeah, I am. Okay. Then he left. <laughs> it was a magic moment. This magic moment... Uh, do we have any questions this we week, do. Peter? We're getting real casual on this podcast, and I assure you it's only going to get more so. There's a lot of adventure intertwined in this, but God bless. I can assure you, though, maybe I can't. I don't think this is going to become a Mormon faith podcast. No. Uh-uh. You want to take a jump with me? Uh, no, not really. I ate at the Scientology restaurant one time. Did I ever tell you that? Is that why you are you have clear status? It's actually a Scientology oh, I'm, thing? I'm clear in a lot of ways, okay? I've been waiting like 30 episodes <laughs> to figure out that joke. Uh, I do keep a copy of Dianetics in the house. I did go to the I Scientology building. Had a beautiful lunch at the cafe that had a jazz performer. What freaked me out, though, was the amount of staff they had sweeping the streets with little brooms. I was like, this seems like there's a seems like there's a totem pole here, and I don't think I'd be starting above sweeping the streets with little brooms. Uh, there's an amazing podcast where they join cults, okay, uh, and they join Scientology, and it seems super boring. Yeah, I want it to be like litty, but it sounds like just a lot of like weird code talking. Uh, the L. Ron Hubbard's weird just because he was hanging out with he was like under Crowley at one point in his order. Um, and Crowley thought he was a fucking idiot and was, uh, there was, <laughs> there was one point where, um, L. Ron Hubbard and the guy who started JPL, Jack Parsons, were trying to bring the Antichrist uh, to incarnate into the world through a ritual. It's also part of what, um, Twin Peaks is based on. And then we got Ronald Reagan, right? He led us to this path of destruction. I think you're right. Think about it. It all goes back to that motherfucker. Okay. So this first question is from Tony. Hey, Effie and Peter, love the podcast. My question is for both of you. Have you ever been to the Alamo, remember it, and the Black Swan Inn? Both are really haunted. I have not been to the Black Swan Inn. I have been to the Alamo. And my Alamo experience was a little bit tarnished because I was hanging out with someone who I didn't know was a fucking weirdo creeper. But we went into that building, and what I will say is this. The amount of things that they can slap a picture of the Alamo on to sell to middle-aged white people is incredible. And I was disappointed to find out that they were renovating the basement and we could not go in. Pee Wee Herman style. I did not uh, experience any uh, attritions, but they also have like Ren Faire style people dressed like it was the olden days. And so you don't know which one of those are real. 
And which are those people just kind of like wandering through because they can fit in? I was reading about that to where most of the the ghosts that they see at both those places, everyone does the double take of, oh, it's probably just like a reenactor. But then there won't have been any reenactors there. Like, what are you talking about? There's no blacksmith over there. Um, Apparently, someone saw someone dragging a cannon. Like to basically like go load it up on the wall and yeah, time to protect the Alamo. Exactly. It is funny though that the Alamo is sort of like built into this beautiful part of uh, it's in San Antonio, right? Yeah. Uh, it's built into this part of San Antonio where there's just like a lot of excitement and attraction and riverfront dining, and then it's just like here's this old ass weird building, and so it's so juxtaposed in the middle of the city that it's very strange. I don't know. I did stay at the Binion's Hotel and Casino. The what is the upstairs hotel called? I don't know, but it's haunted as fuck. And they joked about it being haunted. This is in Las Vegas on the Fremont. And they're like, oh yeah, it's haunted. And I was like, oh, of course. That place is fucking haunted. Radio kept turning on. Our shit kept getting thrown on the floor. Stuff kept getting moved around. Haunted as fuck. We stayed there. It's not not a good idea. Don't fuck with stuff sometimes. Sometimes you just... Yeah, I haven't ever really had the inclination. My life feels haunted. I don't need to be going. Yeah, I used to do a lot more like urban exploration, which is just a polite way of saying like breaking into old buildings and seeing what's up. And I went to a haunted vet one time in South Carolina. That was pretty veterinarian. Yeah, and then there was another time where over by one of the lakes, it might have been Hartwell, it might have been Kiwi. There's a an abandoned mill town where like people still live there, but you can get into the mill. But then like as soon as we pulled into this town to go check this mill out. Everybody started coming out of their house and started like kind of wandering towards us. It's very weird. I don't know the exact location of this, but we got the fuck out of there, Peter, because it was there was a reason they were coming out, and it was like we weren't supposed to be there. Weird. Yeah, I've had some. I had to stop doing urban exploring because it gets a little. I there's a they're trying to build it into. They're calling it Cop City. It's going to be like a giant police training facility, or they're trying to make that happen. But it was the old Atlanta prison farm. It was like a closed down penitentiary. Uh, And I used to go do photo shoots in there all the time. And you just kind of have to like skirt around all the people living in there. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's another world. Urban exploration. Yeah, gotta be careful where you end up. A hundred percent. Some of that territory is taken, and it's not fell through a couple of roofs, not knowing that like we're on the top of it. And, and you could have just been shatter blasted. God's watching out for me. I Cod. Think. Cod. Cod's watching out for you. Okay, this is from uh, Freddie Too Faded on Twitter. Fuck yeah, Freddie, love your art. Question for Effie. I'm not sure if you were there or if you watched it. But if you did watch it, what did you think about GCW Backyard 4? Okay, I only got to see clips of it. I greatly enjoyed seeing Backyard. What people don't know about Backyard is it's like it literally happens in someone's backyard. So like someone GCW knows in the area that can host a show, we do it in their backyard. Now, also, I've never been on a GCW Backyard show. This is the fourth year of their shows of Backyard. I've never been on one. Not because... I uh, didn't want to or because they didn't want me to, but because it like it hasn't worked out with the dates and times and places I've been, I keep a busy schedule. But to watch everyone sort of like take off their their veil for you know for a minute, because like in backyard you don't exist as yourself. You exist as your backyard wrestler. So like people who are used to doing different gimmicks or different styles or different things come out and it's like a whole new version of them. And I think sort of performing in those characters that we're not always attributing ourselves to in the wrestling world where we're like, we have to protect the brand and do this. It's very interesting and very loose. And 
it's not Tokyo Dome wrestling where everything needs to be perfect in a 30-minute Marvel masterpiece. It's like Joey Janela in a kid's Barbie car running the ropes and falling out of it and running a suplex for a full minute and people jumping off trailers and people getting lit on fire and hit by cars. Because so, I'm following more... I'm trying to follow wrestlers that, whose names I've heard. <laughs> I podcast. love this. Um, and I saw someone just like... like a flamethrower on top of a roof. Is this that? Yes, this is that. That was Facade, who has a different name in the backyard world. And he actually once before tried to light me on fire at an outdoor show. And the winds of the ocean were wrecking things. And so I ended up just kicking him in the dick because uh, he spit lighter fluid at me and it didn't light. And I was like, fuck you. I kicked him in the dick and I gave him a real mean Batista box. So he so, pulled a Joe, Joe Bluth. Yeah, he pulled a Joe Bluth. It was, listen... But where did the lighter fluid come from? <laughs> so I've, I've seen that show a gazillion times. It's not a trick. It's an illusion, Michael. I don't have to explain this to you. I I realized today that in my upcoming character on Dead End Paranormal Park, there's like uh, a slight now bit of... Now streaming on Netflix. Now streaming on Netflix. I rewatched a few episodes. I'm obsessed. Even if I wasn't in the show, I'm obsessed. Um, there's so much cool demon shit in there, too. And there's going to be so much more of the heaven and hell shit. I love it. Um there's a little bit of Will Arnett in the character I do, but it's like, uh, if Will Arnett was like a goofy, like it doesn't matter. Uh, you'll hear it. You'll hear how it ends. I just remember one day where we were filming a scene or like recording a scene and it was literally just me making crazy battle grunt noises. And I'm very excited to hear back like how those translate into the, cause they were like, are you good? And I was like, I'm cooked. Like I've been screaming into battle for the past hour. I can't, my voices. I'm sure I could try one more. But I don't know. I'm probably leaning too much on it right now. I'm just very excited, Peter. We're supposed to be hearing a few things in the next couple of days. Ooh. So maybe by next week's episode, we'll have some marvelous growth on it. But I don't know. I don't uh, know the timeline. I don't need to know the timeline, Peter. As I said, I'm just floating out here. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm putting my best effort into everything. And I'm trying to enjoy uh, the parts of it that people are annoyed by. Like, like getting flat tires and having a tag partner who can't do anything but stand on the apron and cheer for you. We're doing our best. Cod has a plan for all of us. Yeah, hell yeah. And I'm going to turn his ass into Sushi.